We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. What is up, everyone? It is January. It's the 14th of January. I think it's Friday. I don't know. I'm not Stevie TPFL, but this is the morning grind. Stevie, not on tonight. I can't remember why. He might have told me. He might not have. But in any case, I'm taking over. I'm hosting with one of the best DFS slash prop bettors in the game. Will Priester, Chief Justice 06. How you doing over there, buddy? I'm doing good, man. Glad to come on with you. Always a good time. We promise not to turn this into the morning grind prop show. Okay. We, we promise not to do that. But we, we will. will how, about, you... how about at the end of the show? We're like, we'll, we'll skip the, most of the morning grind game. We'll just give out some of our favorite props that are available over. Yeah. I'll look on DraftKings. You can, you can kind of, we can kind of figure out where it's going to be on prize picks, what the lines are going to be set at. But yeah, we'll, we'll get, we'll give the people some props. Yeah. I've got the, the uh, yeah, and I usually have the DK Sportsbook pulled up just so I can look at the lines anyway. So that'll be fun. Yeah. Yeah, well, we got a nice little nine-game slate. You get ready to just jump on in? Absolutely, man. Um, it's going to be some good games on this slate. I can tell you this. Like, you know, just looking over the landscape of it, it this, this might be one of the best slates we've had this week. It really might be. Yeah, it, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a good one for props. It's gonna be a good one for fantasy. So let's just jump right on in. First game on the slate here, we got Orlando going up against Charlotte for Orlando. Wendell Carter Jr. is out. Mo Bamba is questionable. Fultz still out. When MCW is still out on the Charlotte side of things. Ubre is out, and that's that's really the main main piece over on the Charlotte side. So let's start over on the Orlando side. Obviously, the big news is gonna be 
if Mo Bamba ends up playing or not. If he doesn't end up playing, then are we loading up on Rolo? Is there anyone else you have some interest in this game? Well, I, I think for me, it just depends on, you know, like you said. I'm, I'm so sorry, people. Please forgive me here. So sorry. But it, it depends on Mo Bamba uh, at 5,800. If he's out, uh, I do think Robin Lopez is going to be in play because, you know, we, we've seen that when he's the main guy, his numbers, I mean, he's going to get up into the 30, mid-30s, low-30s minutes at 4,400. Uh, that's all we can ask. Uh, I, I, when I look at this slate, as long as Orlando can keep this game close, Cole Anthony is someone I'm going to be interested in at 7,800 as well. Uh, he will have some upside in this spot. Um, and then outside of that, like Franz Wagner, I feel like he's had more upside consistently when Cole Anthony was out. But I just don't like what they're doing with him in terms of the minutes, right? He's not really playing 30-plus minutes. They've kind of got this, in my opinion, a soft cap on him where they're saying, hey, we're going to keep him at 30 minutes and under. Uh, and if that's the case, even at that $5,900 price, I just I, I don't want to play him. Yeah, no, it's definitely an interesting spot here. It's going up against Charlotte, obviously one of the best matchups you can possibly get. Uh, I think Cole Anthony is still a great play, even with Jalen Suggs potentially coming back here playing on Friday. Cole Anthony is a guy that can still put up a massive outing, even with Suggs eating into his usage a little bit. Rolo, if Bamba is out, is a pretty solid overall play. Bamba, if he's in. Pretty solid overall play going up against that Plumlee defense. He should be able to feast there. Um, if Bamba is out, I think you can also take a shot on Okiki. 4900 probably a little bit too cheap of a price tag considering the matchup, considering everything. Like, But Cole Anthony is probably the main guy that I want to end up going with. And Do you have any interest in Suggs with him coming back? I assume he's going to be on a pretty strict lim- minutes limit. Yeah, no, nah, I'm, I'm not playing Jalen Suggs at all. Yeah. All right, over on the Charlotte side, I mean, Lamelo is a little bit cheaper than normal. Hayward, Rogier, Bridges have all been playing pretty decently recently without Uber in there. They all get a little bit of an uptick in usage, a little bit of uptick in, in minutes. Are you looking at any of these Charlotte players here? Man, I, I wish I could. I mean, I just don't feel like it's advantageous enough for me. Like LaMelo's 89. Like from a tournament perspective, I, LaMelo does have some upside. But LaMelo doesn't have 60-point upside anymore in this offense with all of these guys playing. Uh, Terry Rozier, I mean, he's probably got 40-plus upside, but he's not going to hit that consistently enough at 7,400 for me. So mostly, Charlotte is mostly a stay away. Miles Bridges, 8K, I mean, that, that's that's right where he should be. No beat on the bone there. And then Gordon Hayward at 6,900. Yes, I mean, he had a phenomenal shooting performance against Philly, but – He's not going to shoot 13 for 16 and put up 30 points again and give us 52 fantasy points. All in all, he's going to be a high 20s, low 30s fantasy score most of the season. Like he's averaging 31.9 fantasy points per game. And that's with guys being out for a good portion of the season earlier. I just can't really invest in these Charlotte Hornets. Yeah, I mean, it's a little tough. I, I think there is still a little bit of upside at 8,900 for LaMelo, but not enough really to get it done. Um, I think Rozier offers a little bit of upside. I think Bridges offers a little bit of upside, but these are all guys that I'm strictly throwing in a game stack. That, that's kind of the only scenario that I'm going to end up playing them. That's if I'm bringing it back with Cole Anthony. That's if I'm bringing it back with Robin Lopez or Okiki or anything like that. But overall, these guys that standalone plays just don't really seem to make the cut here. 
Let's move on to the next game here. We got Toronto going up against Detroit. Toronto, Barnes is questionable. Gary Trent Jr. is questionable over on the Detroit side. Jeremy Grant is still out. Um, Olenek still out. Frank Jackson still out. So let's start with the Toronto side here. Obviously, a little bit of it depends on if Barnes ends up playing, if Trent ends up playing. How are you handling the situation if they end up playing and if they end up sitting? Right. So for me, whether they're playing or not, Toronto should handle Detroit. So let me just put that out into the atmosphere here. I I think Toronto wins this game handedly. And as a result, if they're in, I'm not playing anyone. If they're out, I'm borderline not playing anyone because Fred Van Vliet's 10K and I'm not playing 10K for Freddie Van Vliet. Uh, You know, OG is 6,500. And while that price is somewhat fair, I don't think he has the same upside that he would would have at the beginning of the season when some of these guys were sitting. Um, And if Barnes is back, they definitely have the upside. Siakam is 9,500. Don't hate the price, but, uh, you know, he could very easily – just wet the bed here at that price. So I just, it's another one of those games where like I talked, I know I said at the beginning, we have a lot of good games and we do, we have so many good games, but these first handful, I'm just not as enthused about on one side or the other. Yeah, no, honestly, you could probably make multiple lineups just foregoing the first four games and still have a pretty solid overall spot, overall lineup. I'm kind of right there with you on the, uh, Raptors, if Barnes and Trent end up playing, I'm kind of out on everyone. All their prices are probably about where they should be. If they end up missing, I think you can take a shot on Van Vliet, OG, Siakam, but they're all probably priced a little bit up. I think the guy that I would have the most interest in is probably going to end up being OG at 6,500. I think he's the guy that's going to get the biggest boost. Uh, over on the Detroit side, I mean, I'm worried about this game staying close. That's That's the big worry I have here. Otherwise, I might have a little bit of interest in Cunningham. He's Got a lot of usage without Grant in the lineup. The problem is he's uh, not really um, been in any game where they've stayed close, or if he is, he's kind of shot terribly outside of that one game where they ended up upsetting. I can't even remember who it was, but he ended up 29. I think it was Utah. Yeah, they ended up being Utah. But Cunningham, if both those, both uh, Barnes and Gary Trent end up missing, I think is a guy that you can throw in if you're bringing it back with some other players outside of that and kind of out on Detroit overall. Yeah, same here. I mean, you know, the, one of the main things, like Cade at 76, price right where he should be. Diallo's at 69, probably a little bit overpriced now with, with Cade back in terms of how this team is set up with the current role. Sadiq Bay at 71, probably still, probably a little bit overpriced. Like Sadiq should probably probably more be more in the 62 to 6,500 range. And Diallo should probably be, be more in the 57 to $5,800 range with their current roles. And even, even Cade should probably be coming down some. He's got some upside, don't get me wrong. Uh, just put up 50 against Utah, but that's not where he's going to be most games. So he should probably be 7K max. Currently, with the way the roster construction is set up, I don't really want to play anymore from Detroit as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, in Cade, like, you look at his numbers and games that have stayed close, and he's done pretty well. But every one of these blowouts, he's just ending up mid 20 So it's tough to pay that price tag unless, again, you're bringing it back with some other guys. Let's move on to the next game here. we got Phoenix going up against Indy. 
for Phoenix, we have Johnson is questionable with an ankle. Um, Kaminsky still out. Outside of that, not really a whole lot. Over on the indie side, Brogdon, big news, is questionable with his Achilles. Warren McConnell still out. Craig, questionable. Not really a ton of news outside of that Brogdon news. We'll get to that in a minute, but let's start off here with Phoenix going up against an all right matchup going up against Indy. Um, any interest in anyone here? Nope. Yeah, I mean, I think you can take a shot on Aiden. Like, it's obviously not a great matchup, but they'll need his minutes here. He does offer a little bit of upside. But, I mean, overall, like Booker, Paul, Bridges, they're all kind of priced where they should be. I think Aiden's the only guy that really offers you much upside in this spot here. Um, over on the indie side, Brogdon's obviously the big news. I think that, like, Brogdon ends up playing. I don't really know if I want anyone. If Brogdon's out, then we, we load up on Levert, right? Yeah, I mean, we've seen Levert go for, I mean – 45-50, pretty much almost every game Brogdon's been out. You know, he only played 29 minutes in that first game back there on the 12th, which is understandable, right? I didn't expect him to come out and play 40 minutes again. Uh, you know, if they can get him ramped up to 32 minutes, 33, 34, somewhere up in there, then I definitely think he would be okay because he would be one of the main catalysts to help this team win. Uh, but if Brogdon's back, this whole team is a scratch-off. Yeah, yeah, kind of, kind of just how it goes. There's, there's too many mouths to feed at these price tags if Brogdon ends up playing. So, it, it's, it's pretty simple. If Brogdon's out, Levert. If Brogdon's in, no one. Rolling right along here, going to the next game. Here we got Boston going up against Philly on the Boston side. Smart is looking like he's more than likely going to play, but still listed as questionable. So probably closer to fifty-fifty, I guess. On the Philly side, Milton still out. Danny Green still out. Let's start off with Boston here. It seems like every single night Tatum or Brown ends up going off for a pretty big game. Last time they actually happened to both go off for a pretty big game at the same time. Uh, any interest in any of these Boston players against a tough Philly team? No, not really. Uh, maybe if Smart's out, maybe, maybe Schroeder because he did play 34 minutes. But um, all in all, Tatum at 93 isn't bad considering where he's been. Like he's been in that 10K range. I know he was 9,500. I don't hate the price on Tatum. Brown, I'm not playing that though for, for 9K. I don't care how well he's played. I think 9K for Brown is is overpriced most games. I know he's I know he's had some big performances recently. Um, and the peripherals have been up here recently as well. Uh, but I still want to take a slight, a slight wait and see approach at, as he pretty much sits around the 9K range most nights. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of right there with you. I mean, Brown and Tatum are both all right. Like, I'm probably a little higher on Brown, but still don't really have a ton of interest in playing him. Williams always has a decent amount of upside. He's been a little bit hit or miss recently. A match versus the beat is not really a spot where I want to target him. If Smart ends up missing, then Schroeder, like, is going to probably play some minutes. But even with him playing minutes, I don't know if it's going to be productive enough to really go off for a big enough game going up against Philly here. So he's not really a guy I have a ton of interest in. Uh, yeah, just not really a ton to love here. Looking at the Philly side of things, I mean, Embiid, tough matchup, but just been on an absolute tear. Putting up 31 exact points in five straight games, which has been beautiful considering that he has had 
uh, a points prop of 30.5 almost every single day. So I keep hitting it and keep barely getting there. Uh, any interest on these Philly guys? I think the main guy I have interest in is Embiid. Yeah, mainly Embiid. And I, I've got to see where he – my assumption is he does come in at 30 and a half again. Grant, I, dare I say they bump him down again because of the matchup? They will. He, they will, they he, will. he so, actually might come in at 29 or 28 and a half for this spot. So he's at 27 and a half with very heavy juice on the over the night before. I think Ooh. in the morning – it's minus 145. It's not really a great line. It'll come in at 28.5 likely in the morning, which is when I'm going to probably pounce on it. Um, paying that much juice is just a little bit too much for me at this point, uh, given the matchup. But for fantasy, he's probably one of the top spin-ups on the slate. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he's, he's 11-2. And, you know, not only has he been scoring Grant, Mostly he's been getting peripherals too in most of these games. Now, against Charlotte, he only had six rebounds, three assists. That's because Charlotte was kind of in control of this game for a good portion of it. Um, and he only had, you know, one block. But most games he's going to be have, – have these – it's not a triple-double, but he's going to be close, right? Most games he's going to have eight to ten rebounds and, you know, four to five assists. Uh, you know, and so, you know, if he's going to keep scoring over 30 points – we're in business. So um, he is a guy, if you, if you look at and I've actually got, well, I don't have the exact numbers in front of me per se, but, but in the first half here recently with all these guys out, he's done a lot more damage in the first half than he has the second half. Most of these games, he's scoring anywhere from 17 to 20 points in the first half. And then, so, so that tells you where we're headed here. I think this is going to be another big first half perform, performance for Joel Embiid. And then if he carries that into the second half, look out. Yep, yep, yep. Kind of right there with you. Uh, moving on to the next game here, we got Golden State going up against Chicago. Golden State, Draymond Green still out. Peyton likely still out. Second in a back-to-back, then, I believe. Is it? Yeah, it is. Second in a back-to-back. They got blown out by Milwaukee. Uh, they already said that Clay is most likely not going to play today. Um, so Draymond, Clay, Peyton, Wiseman still all out over on the Chicago side. They look mostly good to go outside of Caruso green, Derek Jones, Jr. That are all still out here. Let's start off the golden state side of things. You playing Curry without clay, without all these guys in here, or are you looking at any of the ancillary pieces with the uptick in minutes and uptick in usage that they'll likely get? Oh man. I, I always like auto Porter jr. On this team. When all these guys are out, um, I, I think Andrew Wiggins is going to be a good play again. At 6,200, um, you know, especially with, with Clay coming back, his scoring has taken a hit, you know, 10 points and 13 points the last couple of games. Uh, he's probably having to try to make some form of an adjustment to figure out how he's going to play with Clay back. And Clay's just been soaking up so many shots. Uh, I think I think if I looked at it, when Clay's first game back, I feel like he took 17, 18 shots. And he's been, you know, taking, you know, 14, 15 shots most of the other games. And I, I definitely think that's affecting Wiggins. So this may be a chance to get in on him um, at a, you know, a little bit lower than maybe he should have been because of the adjustment to Clay and um, get a good performance out of him. Yeah, nah, I think you can go with any of the ancillary guys considering that Clay's not in there. The minutes like for Poole should be good, for Porter should be good, for Wiggins all should be good. I think you can take a shot on any of them. Steph is probably fine. Should see an uptick in usage without Clay in there. 
Um, always has huge upside. Seems a little bit underpriced here at 10.6K. So I'm, I'm kind of fine with any of the, the guards or wings in this spot. Uh, what about over on the Chicago side? Not an easy defensive matchup going up against uh, Bain just got his 19th point. Hooray. Uh, going up against the Warriors here. Um, honestly, I think probably Vooch is my favorite of the big three here, and he's the only guy I'm really looking at at all. You muted. Yeah. Lonzo at 66. I wish I could get in on him with the tournament action. He put up 42 against Detroit. That's Detroit. I think Lonzo's close for tournaments at 66. Uh, but Levine at 84, probably not. Uh, DeRozan at 86, probably not. Vooch at 87, I'm with you. I definitely think it's interesting considering the matchup um, and what Biggs will be able to do right now with Draymond out, out of the game. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely definitely probably just a Vooch spot. I mean, I'll, I'll, they are all priced around eight. They all do have some upside. But I don't know. We got, we got some interesting games coming up here. Let's just move on to the next one here. We got Atlanta going up against Miami. Capella already out. Herter, questionable. Reddish no longer with the team because he got traded. Um, I don't think Dawson or Kevin Knox uh, is there yet. Uh, over on the Miami side, Bam is still out. Victor Oladipov is still out. Uh, Butler is questionable here. Let's start off with Atlanta here. Uh, Butler, obviously, if he comes back, it's more likely that this game is going to stay a little bit closer. But regardless, it's going to be a tougher defensive matchup if Butler ends up coming back. Is that going to affect too much for you, or are you loading up on any of these pieces? Obviously, Kongwu should end up playing a decent amount of minutes here without Capella. Um, Collins could end up playing a little bit extra minutes at the five like he does sometimes. Uh, this is just a spot where I think you can go with almost any of these guys, but none really stand out as great plays. Yeah, I'm definitely not going to play Okongwu at 4,800. I think, you know, that's going to be right at his threshold. So I, I think that's a guy we can just not worry about. Uh, Gallinari at 3,800, though, even though he didn't do well the past couple of games, if he's going to get 25 minutes here, uh, I'm interested in that. I think my favorite play in this game is actually Bogdan Bog, uh, Bojan Bogdanovic or Bogdan Bogdanovic. Uh, you know, his minutes are back up in the 30s, put up 30 fantasy points, 36 the game before that. At 5,300, I'm absolutely willing to just accept 35 fantasy points if that's what he puts up. I think that's going to be a good number for us. Yep. Yeah, I definitely don't mind that number too much. Um, yeah, like he's been pl- – the price tag's probably right at 5.3K, probably – Got some upside there, so I don't mind that. Trey, obviously, you can play at any given time. If Butler's in there, I definitely have a little bit less interest in playing Trey. So, yeah, that's that's, that's just kind of where I'm at. Let's look over on the Miami side. If Butler plays, he should smash. You with me? Yeah, absolutely. The other thing, though, if Butler plays, then bye-bye Tyler Hero. Now, Tyler Hero had a really big game here. Uh, the past game had 11 assists, but that's not, we're not going to see that every game. So at 7,800, I think I'm going to pass on Tyler Hero in this spot. Going to pass on Lowry. I know Max Struss has been playing some minutes, but have, have come back down as, as bodies get more healthy. If Jimmy's in this game, I'm borderline not wanting to play anybody off this team. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if Butler ends up playing, then I'm kind of on the same page. It's really just Butler for me. 
um, and everyone else is out. If Butler ends up sitting, then I think you can play Lowry. I think you can play Hero. I think both of them are pretty solid overall spots. I mean, getting Trey Young defense is always a good thing. So uh, Lowry should be in for a decent game, even though he didn't do great against the last game. I think he ended up getting in some foul trouble, and Hero just happened to go off. Yeah, kind of right there with you. Moving on to the next game, we got Cleveland going up against San Antonio. Cleveland looks like Rondo is questionable. Um, he didn't play yesterday. Uh, San Antonio, Derek White is questionable. So let's start off with the Cleveland side of things. Not a terrible matchup going up against San Antonio. I feel like Garland's a little bit too cheap right now. Yeah, man, when you look across the industry – at 7,800, I mean, we, he, I do feel like he came back in overinflated. Like I, his first game back or not long after his first game, but he was like 9,800. I was like, come on, guys. The DK algorithm was definitely uh, screwed up there. And then he came back down to around 89. Uh, at 78, I, I don't hate it, though, Grant. At 78, I feel, I feel good about it, um, you know, especially in the spot against San Antonio where – you know, San Antonio is not a tough defensive team anymore. So I, I, I like the price. Uh, I think, you know, in terms of what, what Allen's been able to do, he should have a really good game here with Jacopoto. Uh, should continue to play big minutes. I know they've had some um, some blowouts here recently, but he, he should be fine. Evan Mobley's at 7,300. Not as not as low as, as, as I mean, maybe I would have hoped, but you look at the performances, you know, he's mostly close to 40 points every fantasy, uh, 40 fantasy points every game. So I think that price is warranted. And then thank God Kevin Love's price has come back down at 7,200. Uh, he was out there, you know, t- getting inside the fountain of youth for a while, but now the minutes have come back down to 21, which is going to limit his upside. Uh, mainly all in all, it's probably just Garland and, um, and, and Jared Allen for me in, in terms of guys that I want to play. You think Kevin Love's going to get traded? I don't know. I Like, Cleveland's in it for, like, Cleveland could make a push for the championship. I mean, Love could be a pretty good piece of that. The problem is they have Markin and they have Mobley, they have Allen. Really what they need is a good wing. I don't know. That's neither here nor there. But, yeah, I think there's mostly Garland for me. Over on the San Antonio side, it's not an easy matchup, and DeJounte Murray is priced up at 10.2K, but he just keeps keeps doing things, keeps doing doing good good things out in the basketball court. I mean, Pirtle could end up playing a decent amount of minutes in this spot here, not generally a guy that has a ton of upside, but he can occasionally get up there at 6,300. You look at any of these San Antonio pieces? Man, usually I would play DeJounte Murray, but – I think this is the spot where I'm going to hop off and not just because it's Cleveland. I'm anticipating that Wyatt and all these guys are going to end up coming back. Um, you know, I think, I think some of them came back on Wednesday. And uh, so I'm expecting them to come back. And for that reason, I'm going to have to hop off the DeJounte train. Uh, Devin Vassell uh, came back Wednesday, played 22 minutes. We'll see, you know, what happens with him if they continue to wrap him up. Uh, Lonnie Walker, he played 25 minutes, which is, you know, right around where he'd been playing anyway. I think the big piece here is if Derek White is back, there's no way I'm playing DeJounte Murray at 10-2. He's got tons of upside, and I do mean tons. But with Derek White back, it's definitely going to hurt him. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, to me, I, I'm, I'm not off the DeJounte 
train like for tournaments i i always wait and see where his ownership ends up at like the price tag of 10.2 is probably about where it should be but he's a guy with just such immense upside in every single spot that i don't mind playing him if uh he's gonna come in low owned on a given slate yeah outside of that it's mostly purtle like with all these guys back no one really stands out outside of maybe i guess vassal is in as a cheapie here at 4k um moving on to the next game we got a horrible game but a fun one for dfs purposes we got houston going up against sacramento houston pretty healthy sangoon uh looks like he will uh end up playing i think he's currently questionable but i I think that's what i heard uh over on the sacramento side Derek jones is out tristan thompson is questionable Rashawn Holmes, he's not still – he's – yeah, he's still questionable. Um, that's basically it. Let's start off with the Houston side of things. I mean, this is going to be a fun game. Like, this is going to be a fun game for DFS purposes. Already a 238.5 total on this game. Going to be interesting. Let's start off with Houston there. I mean, Christian Wood seems too cheap at 7.4K for this spot. Man, listen, that, he's been too cheap all week. So I'm very confused, but against Sack at 7,400, I'm in. Kevin Porter Jr., I think he's a little bit too cheap to, as well at 6K on DK. like that. And look, he's only averaging 28.7 on the season. So the price is actually warranted. However, in this spot, I think if, if we're going to do dynamic pricing, he's got to be at least 6,500 here going against Sacramento um, and, and make him, you know, at least make us earn it at 6K. I mean, I definitely think, Grant, he could get 35 to 40 fantasy points with these in this spot. Uh, so he's definitely a guy I'm interested in. Is it weird that I want to play Jalen Green here? I mean, he's been awful. But I mean, I, I understand that it. it's the spot. Like, you know, we're just attacking the spot. That's all it is. Yeah. I, I, I think I'm going to end up playing a decent amount of Jalen Green. Like, what is the clear play here? Like, Tate may end up having some upside in this spot here at 5,300. I definitely think he's a guy that you can throw in in a game stack. But what is the play? And I think I'm going to play some hopefully low-owned Jalen Green going up against the Kings because just they're, they're terrible. This is just going to be such a fun fantasy game and such a fun betting game. Uh, I'm going to check to see if there are actually any lines out right now for props in this game. Oh, we got – oh, gosh. We'll get to those after the game. Um or after we break down DFS lies over on the Sacramento side. I mean, I kind of want to play everyone like Fox is probably too cheap. Considering the matchup Metu is too cheap. Considering the matchup Halliburton is too cheap. Considering the matchup. I don't even hate playing buddy Hyde or Harrison Barnes. I think I prefer Barnes. It's coming off a pretty decent game, but I, I kind of want to just play every Sacramento player. I if I had to rank them, it's, Fox, Metu, Halliburton, Barnes, Holt, or Hyde. Uh, are you kind of with me? Yeah, absolutely. Love De'Aaron Fox here, 7,600. Uh, another spot where he should be able to pop off. Was able to drop 29 in the Lakers tonight, last night in terms of real points. Uh, it ended up with around 40, almost 40 fantasy points, if, I'm, if I can remember. Correct. Yeah, 38 and a half. Um, so I do like him. Uh, you talked about Metu, and I think the thing about Metu is, man, he's 4,300, and he's not even playing 25 minutes, but the fantasy performances, he's got so much upside when he's in there and against Houston, he should have it, especially with no Sengun. 
Um, and, you know, like you talked about with Rashawn Holmes, he's questionable. Maybe he comes back tomorrow, but Damian Jones is already out. Alex Lynn, you know, his, his minutes are all kind of all over the place. And I think maybe they dialed him back because LeBron was playing center. Yeah, no, uh, so, I think Lynn so, was in the starting lineup and then he was out. And with Holmes and Tristan Thompson coming back, that could change some things around. Yeah, so I don't really want to get involved there. So mainly for me, I think it's Fox. Um, he's kind of the, the the number one play for me, and I'll just kind of branch out from there. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Let's move on to the last game of the night. Dallas going up against Memphis. For Dallas, Porzingis is still out. That's kind of it. Uh, over on the Memphis side of things, Adams should still be out. Brooks should be still be out. But they're on the second of a back-to-back. Uh, just pulled off, what, their 11th straight win? Yep. Not lost this year. Uh, best team in the league. Bain, the most underrated player in the league. I know it's second in a back-to-back, and he didn't really do great. And still hit two of the three props I ended up betting on him. Shot volume has been there. That, we'll get to Memphis. Sorry, I get too excited talking about Bain. Let's start off here with Dallas. Um, not really loving anything. I mean, Luca's Luca. Brunson is probably a little bit overpriced still. Do you like anything over on the Dallas side? Not really. Um, God, I mean, they're playing Reggie Bullock all these minutes. And when I say all, I'm saying he's playing 20 minutes. You got Sterling Brown playing a handful of minutes. Like, everybody's eating into each other outside of the main guys. Now, Tim Hardaway Jr. at 5K, I don't hate because he does have some side pocket upside. And what I mean by that is one of these games, he's going to come out and hit five or six three-pointers. And that's really going to increase his upside. I don't think it's tomorrow, though. Uh, Dorian Finney-Smith at 4,600, he's playing big minutes. But shot attempts are are down. And it's just – this team is just a whole mixed bag of, you know, interesting real-life team. Can't play them at all for DFS. Yeah. Yeah, kind of right there with you. I'd only play guys in a game stack here. Uh, going to the Memphis side of things, like – Morant should be able to have his way. Bain is still too cheap at 6,800. He's been shooting terrible recently. Should end up around 40 points in this spot. Now they should end up getting things together. Uh, Jackson's fine. Outside of that, maybe Clark. Uh, But I really like Morant in this spot, and I really like Bain. Like, Morant's going to go to the hole over and over again. And if one of these guys ends up getting ruled out, you just lock and load the other guys. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's that's the approach we're going to take here. When you're looking at Memphis, so Ja is really cheap at 9,200 in my opinion. So he's going to be someone from a tournament perspective that I'm just going to be interested to, to get in on. I think he's going to be, you know, a little too, expensive, uh, a little too cheap. Dame, uh, Bain at 6,800. Uh, I mean, listen, he's had some 40-point games here. And if you look at it, typically when he's scoring over 20 points – the upside is there. When he's under 20 points, the upside is not there. So uh, let's hope he can get the 20 points, 20 well, plus points against Dallas. A lot and, of it's how, uh, it, how like, a lot of it's how he ends up shooting. Like the game against Golden State was the worst shooting game, I think, of his career going through 14. Had a rough night. The game against Cleveland only shot four for 10. But, but it makes sense to me, though. You're playing against better defensive teams. You know, your, your shooting percentage has come down. Yeah, I mean, but not quite 
that much. The Golden State game was just I watched it and it just wild how bad he ended up shooting. But I mean, he gets so he always gets those peripheral stats. So he's like at a baseline 25 generally. And then the points on top of it, if he gets hot shooting, he can end up with 50 something. But yeah, uh, all right, let's get to some yeah, guys. That's the end of the DFS portion. Me and Will, since we're taking over tonight, we're, we're just going to go through props a little bit on the slate. Uh, do you want to just go real quick game by game? I think in the Boston one, the only one that's going to be real interesting is going to be Embiid points, uh, depending on where it comes in at tomorrow. At 27.5 with minus 145 juice, it's a little bit tough to take it. But if it comes in at 28.5 over on other sites with normal juice, I think I like that bet. Yeah, for sure. Embiid is pretty much a staple prop for me at this point. It's like free money almost. It's anywhere, anywhere, but anywhere around 30 and a half. I'm probably taking me over until, until he proves me wrong. Uh, one of my favorite props of the night. This is one we're going to be at in the prop shop. And I've been on this prop and it does, it's not going to feel good because in your mind you think, oh, but anytime I can get LaMelo at 20 and a half, I'm taking the under. Anytime I can get Gordon Hayward at 18 and a half, I'm taking the under. Both at minus 125. Uh, really like those. Um, and then let me go to this Rockets game here. Christian uh, Woods at 18.5 with plus 100 juice. Yeah, that's – I have to take you over. Like that's – he was at 17 and a half the other day against against Boss, against uh, San Antonio. And I don't see anything different that's going to happen here in, in, with the Sacramento game. Like you said, oof, that, that might be the prop of the night so far yeah. for me. Oh, it absolutely yeah. is. What do you think about – Fox over 22.5 points. I mean, he's had 29 like plus in the three of the last or four of the last six. I, I'm playing on hitting that one. Eric Gordon's probably where he should be at. Harrison Barnes seems like it's a little bit low at 15.5. I think we're going to hit the over on that. Um, let's see. Halliburton is coming in at 16.5. That's that's a little low considering the matchup. I'm yeah, I'm probably taking all four of those overs. And then I mean, again, Jalen Green has been just so bad recently. But 14.5, like he's averaging that over the last 10 over that over the last 10 games, gets a matchup versus Sacramento. I am probably betting every single I'm I'm gonna have five overs props on this game. At least. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, are, are you going SGP or are you just going to run, run single slips? Oh, I, yeah, I'm running single slips, slips for a unit or two. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's the way to go. Um, and and maybe, maybe we include that in, in, in something here where, you know, if you're on the prop sites, then, you know, you've got to do what you got to do, right? It's, you know, you can't avoid it. But if you've got a sports book available, man, single slips is, is just the way to go. Like, for sure, singles – because – if one guy misses, doesn't matter. You just hit four other ones. You know what I mean? So I, I I'm generally do, I, I generally do singles and round robins. So what I yeah. do on any given night, depending on how many games there are, like I generally run, if there's five games, I'll run. If I have enough picks, like either a four or five pick round robin, one from each game, and then I'll run all my singles. So I'll run. I'll run the five-way round robin for a total of like 1.5 units um, yeah. and then hit all the singles for one to two units, just giving myself a little bit more upside. I don't mess around too much with same game parlays, but I think there's a spot where 
like in this game, you can take Wood, Fox, and Green, or Wood, Fox, and Halliburton, or Wood, Fox, and Barnes, like any one of those five, and same game parlay the overs on all three of them, hoping it stays close, because if it does, like this is just a massive total, and these guys are going to be doing a lot of work. Yeah, in fact, I'm um, trying to find it right now. No, I don't want to do that. I'm trying to... No. Hold on a second. Well, it's not giving it to me right now. I was I was trying to get to my same game uh, parlay on this one and see if I could take. They're basically right now. They're just giving me the lines of the points. But maybe I'll maybe I'll put something out on the internet tomorrow. Um, because I, I do think at at minimum taking wood and then taking fox. And I think I'd take Houston plus four and a half here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I got him over at plus five on the DK sports book right now. And I think that's pretty solid. I mean, yeah, should be, should be a fun game. All right. Any last minute thoughts before we get on out of here? No, sir. I am good, man. Appreciate everybody hanging with us. And uh, I will see you guys on Monday. What's going on Monday? the next morning grind yeah yeah i thought you were I, I thought you were talking about you yeah and you can also catch him in the prop shop and me on grinders live stevie should be back on monday it's been fun guys we're out of here see you kids <laughs>